What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth clinics in the world, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum, which is just out in paperback. So check out The Inflammation Spectrum in paperback and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right, my friends, it's time for another Ask Me Anything episode. You all know at the end of any regular episode, I talk to one of my friends in the health and wellness space And at the end, I answer one of your health questions in an Ask Me Anything. And about once a month, we have a whole episode dedicated to your health questions. So you submit them and continue to submit them on social media, send them over to me on Instagram, or I'm trying TikToks, you can try it there, but Twitter, Facebook, or drwillcole.com. And Holly and I add it to a Google Doc, and we'll get to as many of them as we can on this episode and upcoming Ask Me Anything episodes and at the end of every regular episode. So my team is here that you're getting to know and love. They love you already because I know when people call you at the clinic, Holly, they say, I heard you so-and-so. This is true and I love that. (laughs) So Holly, when I introduce you, for people that haven't heard the episodes before, but we have Holly here. Yes. Okay. So I work in our clinic in our front office. So I really oversee all inquiries, people that are wanting to move forward with our team, any scheduling, really just handle communication within our team and our patients. Yeah. And I, I think I called you the chiefest of the front of the clinic. And, and I love that. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. So you, I spoke those words over your life and you are. And I received them. <laughs> and we have Megan here. What's up, Megan? 
Hi. Yeah. So I'm one of the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners here. Um, I spend my day hosting uh, consultations, reviewing labs with you, making nutritional protocols, and overall just patient support, helping out our patients navigate their health journeys. Cool. And Emily. Hello. What's up, everyone? Excited to be back. So yeah, I do the same thing that Megan does. <laughs> um, but yeah, we spend days honestly having a lot of fun and working together and working with different patients. And um, I know in the last Ask Me Anything, we talked about how much we like to scare each other. We like to also watch Dr. Cole's TikToks and make him do the trends. So if you have any trends that you want him to do, please send oh, those please. in and we will absolutely do those. I just want to also let everyone know that since that episode, I have recorded some of those scares. And so we will be letting you all see them. That should be a highlight on your Instagram. Okay, we'll share it on Instagram. <laughs> I said this last time, but it's an equal opportunity scare clinic. <laughs> I'm doing the scaring and I'm also the one being scared. But yeah. So, and just for, I know a lot of the listeners are into the Enneagram like personality study and I'm an Enneagram five, just to give you context, I'm an Enneagram five, Holly's an Enneagram two and Megan's an Enneagram three and Emily is an Enneagram eight. So if you hear our energies go oh, yeah. through the microphone right now <laughs> as you're getting to know us. It makes it's a, a lot good of dynamic. Sense. Yeah, it's a good dynamic for sure. All right. So we're going to go over some of your health questions and then we're going to go over our healthy things like obsessions that we're really into lately too, because a lot of you have asked for some tips and tricks and products we love to geek out about that stuff. So want to kick off the first question, Holly? I do. So like Dr. Cole mentioned, I mean, we get a ton of questions, whether from patients or people that are just reaching out, wanting to know Dr. Cole's input, our team's input. And I always choose the questions that I also want to ask. So this first one, I feel like I've asked you many times, but this person is wanting to know, is gum bad for you, especially sugar-free gum? Can you chew it when fasting? I heard it can change the bacteria in my mouth. This is a great question. I consider myself a gum-aholic. So I want to know, Dr. Cole, what's the deal? Is it going to break my fast? I love that you said I asked this question to you a million times, meaning you probably didn't like the answer. Is what yeah. I, I'm thinking that. <laughs> this question has been asked in the I'm, clinic I'm a few times. Let's break this next down. Next month and ask again. This is an intervention. Yeah, yes. this is an intervention. Intervention for Holly. So you know what? There's a lot of yeah, let's just think of that, about this. So from a functional medicine standpoint, when I'm looking at gut health and digestive health and overall microbiome health, I some of the gum ingredients that are out there, like sort of your regular going to Target or Walmart or, you know, the gas station and getting gum, the ingredients aren't the best. They have artificial sweeteners. They have a lot of things that I would not recommend. Now, look, if you're having it randomly, the average person can handle some of this stuff. But if it's your go-to, you're having multiple sticks of gum every day, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. There are better version gums out there. I mean, Whole Foods, different health food stores, local health food stores online. Uh, you can find better gums that are sweetened with xylitol or, or stevia or stevia 
that I would say are better. They, they use essential oils. That would be better. You can even use essential oils uh, as well if you're looking to freshen up your breath. I know the chewing action is really what a lot of people are into. <laughs> but I have to think not just from the ingredient standpoint, but overall chewing stimulates digestion. So you're kind of never really fully giving your gut and your gastrointestinal system a break if you're constantly stimulating digestion, even if it's ever so slightly and we're not you know, fully activating digestion, but giving someone's gut a break is an important thing. And that's one of the benefits of fasting is you're kind of giving your gut this proverbial siesta, your, your break to, to repair, rebalance the microbiome, your gastrointestinal system at large, your vagus nerve, and always being in that digesting mode isn't necessarily the best thing. So the next question is, I think part of that question is, does it break a fast? It's not fully breaking a fast, but it's definitely something that's stimulating digestion like that, depending on how much gum you are chewing. I really wouldn't say it's it's best. Get a better gum alternative. Look, look at the ingredients of the gums you're buying and look for sugar, alcohol, sweetened gums, essential oils that are used. Those are better alternatives or stevia. I didn't mention, I mentioned that, but sugar, alcohols or stevia and essential oils. Look for those active ingredients used in gums. Don't get the aspartame and the sucralose and those type of things. And certainly not a sugar sweetened gum, but most of them are these artificial sweeteners now. But that would be my thoughts. Emily, what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that it's definitely something to think about because again, we want to, especially during fasting, giving your body a break is incredibly important. Giving your gut, your GI tract a break is incredibly important. So I do think it's something to think about. Like Dr. Cole said, it's not necessarily truly breaking a fast, but giving your body a chance to rest. I mean, that chewing action, like you said, does stimulate digestion. So definitely something to think about. If you're using gum for fresh breath, there are so many good alternatives. For me, I actually love... Doterra sells those peppermint beadlets. Oh, yeah, so if I you're like using that. it for fresh breath, to me, like that's instantly a, yeah. a better alternative. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have the the chewing aspect involved. And again, I don't think gum is bad by any means, but that is there's so many good alternatives out there that you could find that I would turn to probably first. Mm -hmm. And some of the natural gums, I know you bought one of those natural gums at Whole Foods, and it looks like this there's a lot of different ones. Like uh, there's one called Stevie. I think I, I may be saying that wrong, but it's like a stevia sweetened gum that is all right. Some mm -hmm. of the natural gums, I have to be honest, they don't last right. as long as the regular yeah. ones. And this one that you got, you didn't like it very much, right? Not at all. I can't remember what the name was of that gum, but it was not enjoyable and I would rather not chew gum. <laughs> <laughs> so one way to break your gum habit is just chewing that thing all day long. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts, Megan? So I, I feel like we dig into this a little bit more. I'm not a, a gum chewer, but I kind of want to ask someone like, why do you like chewing gum? Is it to freshen your breath? Because then you can lean into the things we just spoke about. Or is it like a nervous tick? Is it something to occupy your mind? Is it a stress response? Like I know my mother gave up smoking years and years ago and she loved nicotine gum because it was a replacement. So kind of digging to why. If it's not for freshening your breath, if it's a stress response, dig into calming your body down during the workday. I mean, that's just my two cents. <laughs> I genuinely feel like I personally chew gum because I, I don't like to have coffee breath. It's really the only reason that I can think. Like I, I'm 
But yeah, I mean, I am chewing gum a lot. Like this is an issue in my life for sure. I never noticed your coffee breath, Holly. Never. <laughs> maybe not close enough. Maybe. I'm not close enough. I'll, I'll get closer <laughs> later today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to test that out. We'll, we'll test see, it we'll out. We'll see how good that gum really is. I might be biased. I do love coffee. <laughs> Osea has been making clean and effective skincare products for over 25 years. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers, and they're known for creating amazing body products like their famous body oil. I love this stuff. I recommend it to my patients. It makes them feel luxurious, glowy, soft, and nourished. They are definitely a fan favorite here at the Functional Medicine Telehealth Center. Since 1996, Osea has been creating clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and safe for the planet. Their bestseller discovery set, you have to check this out. It includes four of Osea's best-selling products. And just for $40, you can try their cleanser, their amazing serum, a moisturizer that everybody loves, and their really great body oil. It's an incredible value that saves you over $20. Find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for the Art of Being Well listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code WILLCOLE. That's just my name, W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E, one word, WILLCOLE, at oseamalibu.com. That's O S E A. M-A-L-I-B-U.com, aseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. Go to, again, aseamalibu.com. Use that promo code, Will Cole, to get that 10% off discount. So people often will ask me what drinks I love, what do I recommend? Patients ask me, certainly people on social media, listeners of the podcast. A drink that I love, I'm such a fan of, is Drink Sound. They are unsweetened organic sparkling waters made with tea and botanicals. They are certified organic and completely unsweetened. What I love about them is that they create flavors that are more fun and unique than traditional sparkling waters like blueberry with cinnamon and hibiscus tea and grapefruit with lavender and ginger tea. I love the combination of the tea with the essences and the sparkling water, so freaking good. They are perfect throughout your day as there are both caffeine and caffeine-free options. They are in BPA-free cans. They use extracts in place of natural flavors. All you have to do is use code WILL20 for 20% off your order. Visit drinksound.com slash Dr. Will Cole. Again, that's drink, D-R-I-N-K-S-O-U-N-D.com slash Dr. Will Cole. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E. Drinksound.com slash Dr. Will Cole. Use code WILL20. That's WILL20. WILL20 for 20% off your order. Dr. Cole, can you explain more about what leptin is? What does it mean to be low or high in regards to my health case? And what can change leptin levels? 
All right, so leptin is a hormone that your fat cells produce. They're supposed to tell the hypothalamic cells of the brain, the hypothalamus of the brain to burn fat. So like all hormones, they are sort of like biochemical emails. They're signaling molecules that tell the body to do certain things. So leptin specifically released from our fat cells supposed to communicate with the brain to burn fat. So what we're looking at when I'm looking at labs on patients and, you know, Megan and Emily were looking at labs together, we are looking at high leptin typically, right? High leptin would be indicative of leptin resistance where the brain is not picking up the signaling molecule leptin appropriately. So the fat cells are basically screaming at the brain to burn more fat, but the brain's not fully getting the message as optimally as we want. So it's a hormonal resistance pattern. And this can happen with other hormones too. I mean, we have insulin resistance, you can have thyroid resistance, you can have estrogen resistance, you can have lots of different resistance patterns because we're talking about the receptor sites to the hormone. So the receptor sites are kind of these little baseball mitts and the hormone is the baseball and the baseball mitts not picking up the baseballs as uh, optimally, as functionally optimal as we would like. So this can make it, I mean, many other symptoms as well, but it, the most, the hallmark symptom of leptin resistance is weight loss resistance or difficult, difficulty losing weight or difficulty with satiety, hunger signaling as well. So this is something that we see oftentimes on labs and we have a conversation and always want to put it in context with the rest of the labs because the most common hallmark pattern that you're seeing leptin resistance is, is with insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome. They kind of go hand in hand. If someone has insulin resistance, high percentage of them also have leptin resistance. And we can look at that. We can look at insulin resistance score and run, running serum insulin, looking at their blood sugar, looking at their A1C, looking at their triglycerides um, above 100 and then you can find that pattern being off as well as leptin being off as well. And that is a lot of people. It's estimated that 50% of the United States is somewhere on that insulin resistance spectrum, meaning you're going to find some abnormal labs there and it's a spectrum. I mean, from mild weight loss resistance to metabolic syndrome, prediabetes to type 2 diabetes, that's the insulin resistance spectrum. So leptin's part of that. And then we have a second group of people that have high leptin that have what I would call biotoxin illness, right? They don't necessarily have insulin resistance. They don't fit the criteria, meaning they're Glucose, blood sugar looks fine for the most part. Their A1C, their three-month average of their blood sugar looks fine. Their triglycerides are normal. We ran an NMR lipid panel. Their lipids look pretty normal too, but their leptin's through the roof. Okay, well, that's different than the insulin-resistant crowd. And then oftentimes that's a pointer that we will find other things going on with the immune system. So at that point, we're running things like C4A, C3A, TGF beta one. We're looking at different bacterial toxins, lipopolysaccharides. We're looking at mold toxins and myco mycotoxins. And so we have to put that leptin in context. It could be insulin resistance and a metabolic syndrome issue, or it could be a biotoxin issues like mold toxins or bacteria or viral issues. Now, someone can have both and we see that as well, but it could be one or the other. And because mycotoxins and other bacterial toxins, uh, biotoxins can really impact the receptor sites, causing the brain to be affected, not just with leptin, but so lots of different things. Because we run a lab called MSH, which is a brain 
hormone. And we can see low levels of MSH in this biotoxin complex too. So those people not always have weight loss resistance. Some of them do, but sometimes it's manifesting in satiety signaling. Sometimes it's, it's manifesting in different ways, but regardless, it's part of a bigger complex of issues that we have to deal with. So it's a good lab to run. And then some people also ask us about low leptin levels as well. Prolonged, low carb, prolonged, even deep fasting, prolonged ketogenic diets. It's great. Those, all those tools are great to lower leptin, right? They decrease leptin resistance. That's a wonderful thing. It improves hormonal signaling. It lowers inflammation levels. It improves blood sugar balance. All good things. But prolonged acts of ketosis can lower leptin too low and you want balance with these things. So sometimes, and that's why I'm an advocate for most people, especially cycling women to do a cyclical ketogenic approach to a cyclical, flexible, intuitive fasting, which is why I titled the book that, and it's flexible. It's not always low carb. You're not always in ketosis. You're not always doing strict, like deep fasting. There's a time and place for these things because too low leptin isn't good either. And that's when people can get stuck in a weight loss plateau, their satiety signals are off that way. They are period and their menstrual cycle is off as well. So modulating and balancing leptin with some clean carb cycling and some cyclical approaches to fasting as well can mitigate that because it's not more isn't always better. These are great tools to use, but you don't want very high leptin levels. You don't want really low leptin levels forever either. So I talk about these in the book. So read intuitive fasting, read ketotarian, because I do talk about this topic at length in that book. Any any other thoughts from... I, I love everything you said. I mean, in a past life, getting through grad school, I worked as a personal trainer and there was a lot of buzz about leptin and ghrelin and, you know, this is off and that's why I can't lose weight. But here's the bottom line. I've done every biohacking N equals one experiment. Until you do those labs and see where leptin is at and then the root cause labs, is it like you said, is it a biotoxin that's affecting leptin? Is it some other type of toxin like glyphosate exposure? Until you do the root cause and then you check in on your leptin and your other markers, how do you really know where you're at and how to fix it? So do the labs, mm -hmm. read the books, you know, educate yourself on these things. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Awesome. Well, next question. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. So this question is, whenever I go on vacation, I do not adhere to my eating plan. However, I noticed I feel better symptom wise. Why is that? Hmm. So this is a, honestly a question that we get asked a lot from patients and people on social media. So here's the deal with this is that it's definitely, uh, it's a very complex conversation and every case is going to be different as to the reason why. But I think the common umbrella is stress. We have to look at the power that stress has, the influence it has on our biochemistry because people are stuck in this sympathetic fight or flight stress state physiologically and psychologically. So anything you can do to move the needle more into a parasympathetic, resting, digesting, hormone balanced, lowered inflammation state, that's gonna move the needle in your health. So that's why we're always talking to patients about integrating stress management protocols and treating it just like food. I mean, that in intuitive fasting, I call them metaphysical meals. It's like the mindfulness acts, the acts of stillness. What are you doing from a mindfulness standpoint to cultivate parasympathetic states in your body? 
and treat it just like breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacking and treating it just like a gym and really showing up and being consistent with these practices so you don't have to escape. Like I posted on social media, like that that meme a while ago where it says like the ultimate self-care isn't like hot baths and hot, and chocolate. It's cultivating a life for you that you don't have to escape from. And I think a lot of times people have to go on these vacations and they they don't cultivate more acts of peace and stillness in their life. And not that every day is going to be a vacation, but just cultivating stillness and cultivating healthy boundaries in your life so you don't have to go on vacation to see an improvement in your health. But that would be my thought. And look, I mean, we're dealing with chronic autoimmune issues. And then we have to look at toxins that they're exposed to at home. We have to look at mold toxins they're exposed to at home, environmental stuff they're exposed at home, maybe their job, et cetera, that they're exposed to that's also impacting their health. So it's not just mental, emotional stress, it's physiological stress as well. When you're looking at chemical exposures, environmental toxin exposures, food quality, and mycotoxin or mold toxins, because all of those we can substantiate on labs. And when they're going on vacation or they're going and visiting friend and, not, and they're not in their home, that's one of the questions we ask on applications is, do, does your symptoms improve when you go into a different area, a different place? Well, that's a pointer. We need to look at labs to see what are you being exposed to at home or at work that you notice a dramatic difference when you are on vacation. And then, of course, we can talk about like food quality if they're in Europe or something like that. And if something's not sprayed with glyphosate and toxins, people can get away with a lot of different foods in Europe or in different countries that they can't get away with at home. So yes, that may be a gut brain stress component. When someone's less stressed, they can maybe tolerate more stressors. But I tend to think it's food quality in different countries as well. What, what do you think, Emily? Yeah, no, I actually was going to mention too about on the application, how we asked that question. And it's funny because I think sometimes from what I've seen, some people don't think that like they almost can just go over that question easily. But when we bring it up and start talking about those different components, whether it's biotoxins, you know, possible exposure to that, or even just the stress related um, issues as well, it always starts and stimulates this whole conversation about like, wow, like I didn't even think about it so deeply before as, as how I do feel so much better when I'm away from home or work or whatnot. And so when we have these different questions that again, just start to the conversation and then we dig further in labs and those areas and talk more about stress, it really does get people thinking. It mm. really does get people understanding that, hey, I can't just use a vacation as my only time to de-stress. Like I can bring that into my daily life and my daily habits. And I always tell people, when I'm talking about mindfulness or about managing stress properly, that it has to be an everyday thing. This is a hard necessity. This, you know, it's not always the full picture of bringing in mindfulness. It's not a, a magic pill or anything like that, but it really is a hard necessity. And it, I do think that it can almost play in that make it or break it type of uh, component because the people who take it seriously, man, their longevity of healing and just even going through the ups and downs of healing is so much better and so mm -hmm. much just more eye-opening, I think. So it's definitely a great thing that we look at from the very beginning and talk about from the very beginning that I think is incredibly important. Yeah. And it's easy to be like very uh, sur superfluous with our words on like stress management and and it's become so watered down. But what we're really talking about is cultivating a practice, whatever that looks for you and be consistent with it. And that's like 
we always say this, but the people that say meditation is not for them, they're the people that need to do it the most. They're the people stuck in that fight or flight state so much that quieting the noise is scary. So find the right of mindfulness that works for you. Maybe it's not one way of meditation. Maybe it's getting out in nature and being consistent with it. Maybe it's just turning off technology and closing your eyes and breathing a little bit. I mean, whatever that is, there's a lot of different resources there. And sometimes it's going and seeing a therapist or a trauma specialist, or and it's not just something that you do on your own. You actually need to get tools with an expert in this space. So Megan, what do you think? I love everything you guys just both said. And I've been doing a lot of self-discovery in the new year. That was kind of my, as cheesy as it is, but like kind of my goal for 2022, because I work out physically, I eat right, but the emotional aspect is a big one. And I was reading recently just about the studies of you have your conscious mind and you have your unconscious mind. Sometimes you wake up and you're in a bad mood because of your unconscious mind. And so many things go into that unconscious mind that maybe you can't change in that moment. But if you can think, you know, positive thoughts, meditation, things to calm down your conscious mind, that unconscious mind follows through. It might take a little bit of time, but you have to practice that because we can't decide what our unconscious mind thinks. It's, it's from so much viewing of commercials and other people and social media. So you got to focus your conscious mind for those practices so that your unconscious mind can meet you there with that peace and that gratitude throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I would say for resources, if people want to listen to past episodes, go to Caroline Leaf's episode, go to Dr. Nicola Perez episode, yeah. many other ones too, but those are the two that come into mind um, yeah. for, for further guidance on this topic. Yeah. And I know we can't cut every stressor in our life, but I do think that's also something that we often talk about too, is are there any stressors that you can cut, that you can set up boundaries, that you are realizing like, hey, this is having a huge impact on my health. And I think that sometimes we are scared to have that conversation with ourselves. Like, hey, is there something that's stressing me out that I do really need to take a look at? to see if I can cut it because we can bring in all of these tools and do all of the work, but we also need to have that conversation with ourselves too. Mm -hmm. And again, you're not going to be able to cut everything. However, having that conversation is important. So at least you're aware of the stressors that you can make improvements on or set up boundaries with and the stressors that, hey, this is probably something that I've got to work through, mm -hmm. but the conversation regardless is important. Yeah. And like you said, it's not always changing the external situation. Right. When you are flexing that mindfulness muscle, yeah. I, we see people up yeah. against very serious things externally, but when they're consistent with meditation, they're consi con consistent with getting out in nature and doing forest bathing, bathing, uh, bathing. <laughs> oh boy. Well, everybody. <laughs> Like to take a bath. Uh, no, <laughs> for his bathing. Come on, G, get out of my mouth. So they can have this grace and this yeah. sort of surrounding yeah. light mm -hmm. in their life for, you know, not sounding right. too weird. But that's really the parasympathetic is strong. They, yeah. and, and there's a resilience to handle yeah. the external stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's our thoughts, people. Yeah. Managing your gut health is so much more than just diet and exercise. And research increasingly shows that a healthy gut microbiome is crucial to a healthy life. The Art of Being Well listeners really know this. There are far-reaching implications to gut health. It impacts your brain, impacts your mood, impacts your hormones, impacts your inflammation levels so much. Pendulum Therapeutics is the first and only biotech company to both isolate an important beneficial bacterial strain and puts that strain 
into a probiotic capsule. That capsule is pendulum acromancia, and it can help manage your gut health. As we age, we lose acromancia in our gut microbiome. So taking pendulum glucose control is an easy way to get this acromancia back into your gut microbiome. Diet and exercise are certainly important, but your gut microbiome might be the missing piece of your health and wellness strategy. Pendulum's team of scientists, doctors, and innovators are the first to isolate acromancia mucinophilia, and it's such an important bacterial strain that I look at on labs all the time because I wanna make sure that you have optimal acromancia on a microbiome test. So take care of your long-term health. Get the probiotic rooted in the latest microbiome science from Pendulum. Visit pendulumlife.com. Use promo code Will Cole for 20% off this amazing probiotic. Again, that's P-U-N-D-U-L-U-M-L-I-F-E.com, pendulumlife.com. Use promo code Will Cole for 20% off. Let's be real. I think we can all probably up our fruit and veggie game. I mean, I see this with patience, certainly, I'm, I'm saying it in love, but is one of the things that I'm oftentimes trying to optimize. I can say that for myself as well. No shame, we can do better. This year, I want to change that, and I know I want my patients to change that as well. That's why I'm keeping my freezer stocked with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is the easiest way to get more fruits and veggies into your day every day. They have my back with delicious food that's good for me and good for the planet. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more, all built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door, and it conveniently stays fresh in your freezer. I love their broccoli and cheese harvest bowl. It's so freaking good, dairy-free, clean ingredients, so many other ones to pick from. You have to check them out. Daily Harvest takes literally minutes to prepare. I have a very short time in between consulting patients to make food. And that's one of the reasons why I love Daily Harvest so much. They taste good, but it's very quick to prepare. And they never use preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything. And that goes for everything that they have. I have been having them, as I mentioned, when I'm consulting patients, in between consulting patients as a quick snack, during my lunches, for dinner, so freaking good. Daily Harvest is all about preserving and protecting the earth for current and future generations to come. From their recyclable and compostable packaging to investing in organic farming practices and reducing food waste, you can feel good about the choices you are making physically and for the environment. Go to dailyharvest.com slash to get up to $40 off your first box. Again, that's dailyharvest.com slash for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash Okay, so this person says, I'm hearing a lot about resistant starch lately. What is the benefit of resistant starch? Dr. Cole, can it help my constipation? So it's is resistant starch, it are, it's a type of fiber that's in certain foods and it acts as a prebiotic, which means, you know, this, you heard the saying, you are what you eat, but 
it's in many ways, we are what our microbiome eats as just as much. And uh, the foods we eat influences microbiome balance. So resistant starch is a superfood, if you will, for gut microbiome diversity. And a lot of research is looking at microbiome diversity and it being associated with a longer, healthier life or more robust, not just digestive health, because this question had to do with constipation, but it influences your immune system. It influences your brain health. It influences your mood. It influences your metabolism. It influences so many things in your life. I, and it also influences hormone health as well. Many, maybe 20% or so of your thyroid hormone is converted in the gut and you need microbiome diversity to activate the thyroid hormone. So there's a lot of far-reaching, important reasons why you would want to consider having a diverse, healthy, robust microbiome health, which is the trillions of bacteria in your gut. And we have this microbiome metropolis that's bustling with all these beneficial colony forming units of bacteria and all types of fiber and polyphenols and other compounds in foods. But fiber, a lot of studies are, are done on fiber and its influence on microbiome balance. So uh, resistant starch is a superfood for your microbiome and we have to use it to, as to, to support gut health. In some cases, we have to be more therapeutic and intentional with getting it in because of things like chronic constipation or chronic gut problems or a lack of bacterial diversity. So some foods that are very common that have higher resistant starch content, one is potatoes, specifically cooled potatoes. So cooling certain foods enhances or increases the resistant starch content. So one study found that cooling potatoes overnight after cooking tripled their resistant starch content. So something as simple as that really boosts resistant starch content, which is again, get feeding your gut bugs, feeding your microbiome to produce short chain fatty acids. When you're looking at butyrate and acetate and propionate, these beneficial end products of bacterial fermentation. So the gut bugs are eating the fiber, eating the resist resistant starch, making these beneficial compounds for our hormones and our immune system and our body at large, these short chain fatty acids. So potatoes are one of them. Rice is another one. One study found that freshly cooked white rice really enhanced uh, resistant starch content after it was refrigerated for 24 hours and then reheated. The rice that was cooked, then cooled, had 2.5 times as much resistant starch as the freshly cooked rice. And I'll go over some other foods that are high in resistant starch just for context. Oats are one that has a resistant starch, high resistant starch. I mentioned cooled rice. Other grains can have uh, resistant starch, beans and legumes can have resistant starch. Some a protocol that we give patients sometimes is raw potato starch. So maybe not eating the whole potato, raw potato starch, and also green bananas, plantains can have resistant starch, high maize resistant starch. Yeah. So these are some of the things that we integrate in patients' lives in their food protocol based off of their labs, based off of their health goals. And it really can help people that have chronic constipation. And it really can help people that have other digestive problems. Now you have to be judicious with it. Too much of it can be problematic. People that have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, too much resistant starch all at once can really shift the microbiome because that's what it's doing. And it can modulate in a way that is uncomfortable. It's too much bloating. It's too much digestive problems. So more isn't always better. Start off low and slow. But I'll tell you what, I when we're dealing with the SIBO and actually healing from the SIBO, 
I see people bring in resistant starch or foods that are high in resistant starch with no problem. I just had a very severe SIBO case yesterday that I was talking to and she said, oh, I'm bringing in resistant starch. I used to have such a problem with it. Now I'm fine. So the goal isn't to be low FODMAP or low resistant starch or low fiber for the rest of your life. The goal is, and this is what we do with patients, heal the SIBO or heal the underlying gut problem so you can reintroduce these foods and have as much variety as we can because it is good for your health long-term. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. There's a balance to it. I mean, I am someone who, I was carnivore. We've talked about it. I was carnivore for 30 days and I felt great and amazing and inflammation was down. By the end of the 30 days, I was only going to the bathroom maybe once every four to five days. And honestly, as a busy person, I was like, oh, whatever, this is fine. And then I'm like, no, 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 Megan, you know, this is not Super okay. Super convenient. It's real convenient for someone who <laughs> likes to work a lot and work out. I'm like, great, this is less time in the bathroom. But no, I knew I knew from a uh, physiological aspect that was not good for my detox pathways, not good for my gut. And I brought in resistant starch. I brought in like the cooked potatoes, cooked rice, you know, carnivore side of me was like, oh no. And But there is a balance and you have to find it. And I think that's, again, not to plug labs and getting a professional to help you is, but it is, you can't just biohack your way to this without knowing where you're starting with your gut and what you need to build up because everybody is different. And that's why we talk about that bio-individuality, even when it comes to carnivore versus starch, you know, mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta find that balance. Yeah. And I think like you could be, if someone is carnivore longer term, like what are the, what's the carnivore-ish or carnivore adjacent approach that you can have? And many people within the carnivore community still bring in yep. these resistant starch powders Absolutely. in to support the microbiome health. So we use a well-formulated like nutrient dense carnivore diet mm -hmm. for a time. It's not necessarily a long-term thing, but these other foods to lean out of it, because if we're using it therapeutically to heal a certain thing, to calm down inflammation levels, what does reintroduce? Reintroduction look like. Absolutely. Because reintroduction, just as important as the intervention. These are the things we're always navigating. And there's a science and art to this, hence why this podcast is even called The Art of Being Well, because there's no hard and fast like rule that applies to everybody. So it, but the bioindividuality, as Megan just said, is paramount when talking about these things. All right. Did we get to all the questions? Yeah, that was all the questions. Oh, wow. So if you're ready for the second half, I yes. think. Yes. So this is normally it. on these Ask Me Anything episodes, you know, we do a case study and we're going to to do a little pivot today and talk about something that you all ask us a lot. And we actually have this on drwokul.com. We will have monthly or every occasionally we'll have our current healthy obsessions. We've done it for years and we just go over some things that we like that we use. And we typically have different topics like favorite clean beauty products or favorite clean cleaning products or favorite snacks or favorite whatever, right? So this is going to be a live podcast version, never done before, healthy obsessions. And we're just going to go over what things we're crushing on right now, what things we're really digging. And yeah, Holly, you want to go first? I do. So I have literally been raving about these Dalchi brownies slash blondies. We had them in the clinic a couple months ago and they were incredible. And really, it's just like a clean brownie that is 
I mean, mouthwatering. It's so good. I know that people are sensitive to the word moist, but it's like this moist brownie. <laughs> that I, I feel incredible. personally attacked, Holly. I you do. That You're word. one of those people. <laughs> I still love you. But seriously, it is one of the best things I've ever had, and I I want I want them every day. It's a healthy a healthy brownie. It is. It's like a healthy brownie. Clean ingredients. And that, let me just say this. We're going to go through everything we're going to say here. I'm going to put the links in the show notes. So go to drwillcool.com, go to podcast, go to this episode, and we will put the links for all the things we're talking about here. But Dolce, spelled D-A-L-C-I, great brand. What was your, I like the Apple one. That one's my favorite, but they are moist. Sorry, Megan. That's the best, <laughs> that's the best adjective to describe these beautiful brownie goodness stuff. I'm standing strong on the lemon coconut blondie. It was incredible. Like I've I've never had anything like it. Highly recommend. We are the snack connoisseurs. We really yeah. are healthy snack connoisseurs. Mm-hmm. We're all about it. Beverages, brownies. I mean, those are definitely top two. And it's, it's, it is a perk of working at this clinic because we get sent a lot of things. And we have a massive swag basket at the back of the clinic where it's like if I don't have to like try it or I've, I have tried it already and then the team is the ultimate verdict of like, do we promote something or not? And we would only promote something that we loved, we recommend to patients, or we take ourselves, by the way. I mean, this is like a vetting process. That, and this is one of the things that we do talk about on social media because we love it. We do, we would recommend it to patients. And look, there's not everybody can, like it uses nut flour. Let's just say that. It's not saying everybody can have nut flowers, but- as a general healthy alternative for the average person that's, that's listening to this podcast or following me on social media, I want to give them healthy options and support companies that are doing smart things and supporting companies that are being responsible with their ingredients. So I love Velchi as well. Great pick. Great pick, Holly. Megan, what, what's your latest healthy obsession? Oh, I wouldn't say this is latest. I would say this is ever since you kind of introduced me, but Alatura Clay Mask is my weekly go-to for me. Like I, if you would have known me a few years ago, I was the person who got up early, put makeup on and left the house. I do not wear makeup now as a rule just because I want to do the good things that are good for my skin. And also I could rather spend that time working out (laughs) or meditating. So I like to leave fresh face from the house and the Alatura Clay Mask has the clay to remove the purities, the ascorbic acid. It has the pearl powder. I, I, it literally brings my skin back to life. And I love that entire brand, but especially that clay mask is my jam. Yeah. We've been fans of Volatura for a long time. Shout out to Andy. He's doing smart things. We'll have to have him on the podcast sometime to talk about his story. Pretty compelling, but great line. Fantastic. I use their night cream, which is like this. I don't know if you've used that yes, one Yes, that's a good one too. Yeah, I've, so. I also have their hand lotion, like in their body lotion in my office right now. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. How about you, Emily? All right. For me, well, you guys are going to laugh because you all guessed which one mine is, but mine is like the same. It's not the most current, but it's just like the everlasting health obsession, which is Berkey water filter. And I will tell you, this is Still today, probably the best purchase that I've ever made for my home. And my husband and I laugh because we've gotten at least five or six of our friends to buy a Berkey since we've bought one. But this is just, it's a water filter. It's a freestanding water filter that you can put on your counter. They have stands that you can like put like in the corner of a room if you need it. But I mean, it literally cleans and purifies your water like 99%. Like if you go on their website, they will walk you through all of the 
pesticides that it removes, uh, bacteria, viruses, pharmaceuticals, all of the stuff that it removes. The other big thing when it comes to water filters that I always hated was that you have to change them so often. It's like once a month that you have to change them. So you don't, sometimes they can almost trick you because you don't factor in that price when you're like, oh, this is only, you know, ordering this filter off. What I love about the Berkey water filter is it lasts like 3000 gallons. So, I mean, that's a few years, depending on how much you're drinking daily. So I love, I don't know. It's just, it's one of the best purchases that I've made. When we were talking about our favorites, just our crushes on on healthy things this morning, the team was like, Emily's definitely going to talk about Berkey. But it's so true. I can't get over it. I love it. I'm also big on the skincare stuff too. I love all my skincare lines. Dr. Cole's always bringing us, you know, different things to try. See how you like this. And I love Alatura clay mask. That's one of my favorite masks to use. But also Young Goose too is a huge skincare line that I've really liked. I love their, I think it's called the Pro Care uh, Serum. Mm-hmm. It has vitamin C in it, which I have super sensitive skin, super dry skin. And so vitamin C, I'm very picky with it because I can easily even almost like burn my skin um, with vitamin C. And this serum is so gentle, but it works so well. So I love, I love all of their stuff that I've yeah. tried. Yeah. Young Goose is great. And we met them yeah. at the biohacking conference uh, a couple of months ago last year. And yeah, great science around it as well. Mm-hmm. So all yeah. good stuff. Again, we'll put the links to all of these things in the show notes at drwillcole.com under podcast. Just go to this episode. Wait, so I have to say real fast about Berkey. I have had Berkey for years and Amber, my wife, used Ber- a Berkey in Uganda when she lived in Uganda years ago. So if it's good, in, good enough for the jungles of Africa, it's good for you know, us here. <laughs> um, so, but they come in different sizes, like you said. I have a massive one in our kitchen and it lasts quite a bit too. So you don't have to constantly refill it as well. Are they have smaller ones? They have bigger ones? Yeah. But Yeah, I know Nick and I are always saying that we're going to get a bigger one. Just yeah, to get a bigger you, get a, you have a bigger one. because. And the other thing too you mentioned is that you can do research, a little bit of research on your local municipality, what levels of different contaminants could potentially be in your water. And there's some customization you can do with the filtration with Berkey that will filter out the specific things that are in your area. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's not taking consideration your actual pipe. So a home water test could be good as well um, because it's not just about the area, it's about your own home. But the area is important. And depending on where you're living in the country or in the world, there are different levels of different things that are in it. So getting the appropriate filter is important and whether you're using Berkey or something else. Yeah, yeah. And they also have like shower filters and travel water bottles and things like that. It's a really, it's a really cool product. My healthy obsession here is I am partial, but I am... I am the medical director. In addition to running the clinic here and doing this podcast and writing books, I am the medical director for Chroma. And Lisa at Chroma, I want to give her a shout out. She, this is before the pandemic, she flew out from California to meet me at the clinic here to tell me about this this brainstorm that she was having. And it was the early days of Chroma, which was she was going to make the best, tastiest, delicious, nutrient-dense, most effective reset on the market. And I loved it then and just the beta testing version of it. And that now that it's out in the world, I'm so excited about it. It is a reset for people to to really calm inflammation, support their gut health, support hormone balance, support energy levels. And it's something that you don't need a doctor for. You can order it for yourself. And I'm such a fan of it. It's tasty. 
and it is uh, very nutrient dense. And I back all the ingredients where it's not like some of those resets and those kits that people will get, the ingredients aren't the best and they don't really taste really good. So um, this is something that I'm such a fan of and more exciting things to come. But so you definitely, again, check out Chroma. I'll put the link on the in the show notes, but we actually all did the Chroma reset yeah. at the clinic here. I, I really liked uh, just my two cents. I liked how customizable it was. A lot of fasts, we've done a lot of them and shout out to all of them. I think that it's amazing to fast or fasting mimicking. But Chroma, as far as a re, it was, it was very specific. This is a reset and it's different for everybody. You could just do it or you can add specific proteins different tracks, depending on how active you are, if you wanted to continue certain workouts. So I love that it could be a reset that could be individually based. So that's my shout out to Chroma. I agree. I mean, like Dr. Cole said, we all did it here at the clinic. And I mean, it's something cool to do, whether with your coworkers or with a friend or with family, just to kind of keep each other accountable during that. I will say that I loved like how everything was designed with the kit, like in and of itself. It was just so beautiful. It makes what it do fun. I want to, yeah, yeah. Like, do I want to say like branding? I don't know, but just how it was put together made you like so excited to do it every day. And I was telling the team this earlier, but like it, the kit itself com comes with this frother and it's like, I carry the frother in my purse now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm obsessed Seriously, with it. Though, and I, I told the, the team and Dr. Cole, I mean, I, as someone who struggles with bone broth and liking the taste of bone broth, this Chroma Fast Reset won me over with bone yeah. broth. And I remember texting you saying, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so good. And you didn't even believe me. Yeah. You're like, like, Emily, you like it? You like bone broth? Because I, I really do struggle with the taste of it. And I know the importance of it. And I'm always trying different brands to, to find what works. And this truly won me over. It yeah. was so easy to do. It was so good. It tastes, everything tasted so good. There wasn't one thing I didn't like. Yeah. Um, and we're, uh, we're talking about a hard sell for some of these people because they've tried yeah. a lot of things oh, yeah. uh, and it's bone broth powder, which is very convenient too. Cause yes. I have, and they not, what's cool about what Chroma is doing, what Lisa is doing with it is you don't have to just do the reset, do the reset. But then the things that you really, really are in love with from the reset, you can actually buy full size versions of them. Yeah. So like I have like the big jar of the bone broth powder, which you just, it's very easy. We have a hot water machine here at the clinic and mix it up in a bowl in five seconds and you have a hot cup of organic chicken broth yeah. and they have beef broth. They have a vegan broth as well. So really awesome things, not just from a reset standpoint, so definitely try the reset. And right. Holly's talking about the deluxe reset, which the box is beautiful. And it is like an experiential thing that you do. I, th I like that you said that, like you get excited about doing it, which motivation for many people yeah. is important. It's part of it. But afterwards you can make it part of a lifestyle, which I really like. And the customization was important for me. The quality of ingredients, the taste the, uh, is important to me, but the lifestyle component is, it's not just about the reset. It's about how do we integrate these tools, these food medicines in your life long term. Yeah. So any other thoughts? I think we covered so many good things. We're right on time. The producers will be happy about this. It's not done. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> overboard. All right, everybody. So if you want to learn more about all the things we talked about, go to drwillcole.com. Scroll over to podcast. You'll get all the information there. If you want to learn more about the clinic, you can check it out there as well. It is the home for all the things that we've been talking about. Drwillcole.com. We'll see you next time.
Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.